All right, good evening, everybody. Thank you very much for coming. I know I'm getting upstaged right there, but it's okay. Without further ado, please give a big round of applause for Christopher Drew and Leslie Simon from Warner Brothers. Hi, everybody. How you guys doing? Hi. I'm Leslie. I work at Warner Brothers, and I used to work at Alternative Press and a couple other places, and I'm going to be chatting with Mr. Drew today. And today's a special day because No Room for Rockstars, the Warped Tour documentary, comes out, which is awesome because I was lucky enough to see it today. And this I guy, still haven't seen it. You had to see it. It's I haven't really seen it yet. Yeah. Um, why don't you tell me a little bit about um, the filming about that? Well, uh, it was about, I think it was almost two years ago now. Summer two 2010? Years ago, yeah, two years ago this summer. And uh, I was on this thing called Warp Tour, and it was... Uh, it was a real fun time, and pretty much these guys were following us around with cameras, shooting us, making us feel nice and comfortable. It was fun. Hi. <laughs> it was a very revealing look, though. It seemed like they were with you all the time. How, how often would you actually film, and uh, did you ever get used to having cameras around you all the time? You know, I'd just see them here and there. They'd, they'd walk up, and they'd be like, hey, you want to do an interview? And I'd be like, all right. And uh, that summer, I was, I was something else, though. I was having a great time that summer, so um, I don't even... I haven't watched this thing yet. I don't know if I said anything ridiculous, but uh, I know that I was partying that summer pretty hard. <laughs> Still am partying, actually. It's, it's been like a cycle. It's also a crazy <laughs> summer. You had some foot problems, right? Yeah, actually, I, I hurt my foot. Um, I think I broke it, but I'd, I went to the hospital and... They didn't give me a cast, so I just said, fuck it, and oh, I just said, F it, and, uh, and uh, went on and uh, just pretty much walked on it after a while, but then I went longboarding, hurt it again, uh, scratched my foot up pretty bad, and yeah, a lot of foot problems, but it made me stronger. Build calluses. Calluses of life. Were you wearing shoes at the time? No, I wasn't wearing shoes. I don't really like shoes that much. When did you and shoes stop getting along? Um, in high school, kind of. It was... Last time I, I really started... Uh, wore a lot of shoes was uh, in, like, sports in high school because mm -hmm. I was really a sports kid, you know? I liked mm -hmm. sports a lot. And, uh, but since I, since I retired from that whole shindig, uh, shoes and... Shoes have just kind of disappeared off yeah. the feet. Yeah. You've moved on. Yeah, moving on. So now they're just all calloused. You don't have to worry about anything. Yeah, they're really gross. Awesome. Like, I'm still trying to find a girl that will massage my feet. Like, I haven't found one yet. I think you can... They look at them. They look <laughs> at them, and they're like, oh, I don't know. Um, Warp Tour, one of the best things to come out of it, you talk to anybody, is all the friends that you make. Yeah. All the I made different a, people you meet. I made a bunch of friends. Yeah, yeah tell me a little cool. bit about going on and... Uh, everybody always equates it to summer camp and you come with your crew but there's hundreds of people that you are just meeting mm -hmm. for the first time and they turn out to be some of you know your closest friends so tell me about uh, what it's like to meet people on Warped Tour okay um, well you go out there and uh, all the buses meet I'm trying to remember the first date I think it was in California and uh, all the buses met and were, all the anticipation you know right before summer camp everybody's getting out of their buses and uh, trying to look cool, you know, and wear the coolest outfit and stuff. And uh, and then, so we came out and we just started meeting people, and that's how we made a lot of friends. Yeah, so. Cool. So, so okay. 
how do you keep in contact with those people? Because a lot of the people that you meet are in other bands, I'm assuming, right? Yeah, I don't really, I don't, I'm not really the type of guy who, who keeps in contact with people. Okay. Um, I like, I like face-to-face kind of contact. Totally. And uh, whenever I meet somebody, I'll usually get their number, but I lose phones and break phones so often that uh, I lose all my numbers, so. Is it hard for you to stay connected to friends back home, friends you meet along no, the way? No, no, it's not, it's not hard at all. It's really easy, if I want to. Yeah. It's all, it all depends if I just want to get in contact or not, you know, because I like, I like being, uh, I like just blowing in the wind, you know? Right, right. So. Well, a big part of the movie you haven't seen, but you guys will all see, because you'll see the movie. It's, um, there are usually bands that follow Warp Tour that aren't actually on Warp Tour, and they're selling CDs, and they are dying to get on stage eventually to play one of the stages. Um, so I'm wondering what advice you have to those bands that aspire to be on Warp Tour or a similar type tour when they're starting really at ground zero. I think just uh, longevity. You know, if you <clears throat> if you put in the time, put in the practice, and just keep going. I mean, I've been playing music for like five years now, like nonstop, you know what I mean? So, and it's working out good, you know, I got, made a career out of it and get to meet a bunch of crazy awesome people and uh, pretty much live on my dream, but really it just comes down to practice and uh, longevity, you know, and patience. Patience is really the biggest issue that I think a lot of artists face. Is it harder... To be patient the older you get, or is it easier? It's a little easier. It seems like whenever I was younger, I was like, you know, everything has to happen now, you know? you know. Right. But now that I'm a little older, it's like, now I just let things kind of just take their course, and I don't think twice about anything, and uh, I'm just ready for the next thing, you know? I'm, I'm, always, I'm always ready for an adventure, so. Um, but patience is definitely probably my biggest thing that I've learned throughout this entire journey, so. Another thing that seems to have happened since War Tour is that you've turned into a three-piece, Never Shout Never, mm-hmm. right? Got three dudes, mm-hmm. kind of set lineup. Yep. Um, I'm wondering how you kind of whittled it down from playing with other musicians to these are the guys that I want to spend my time well, with. Well, uh, I got my buddy Taylor and Hayden, Tane Hay, and uh, pretty much I've been playing music with them since I was about like 13. We've been playing in bands like we had some really janky bands like uh, what was our first band called? Trading Hearts. Trading Hearts was a really bad name, but it was fun band. And then Scarlet Remembrance, and uh, on to Strip the Colors, and we just had so many bands growing up. And then we finally got it, you know, just down to our original friend group, you know, in the band. So it's really nice. Is it different going from having one opinion to having three three opinions when you're making music, when you're making decisions? No, it's fun because we're all we're all very connected. We've been friends since we were like 13, you know what I mean? And uh, we've been playing music since. We kind of learn music together, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's, uh, they've just been kind of behind the scenes. Both those guys have been touring with me for years now, but then we finally brought them to the front of the scenes because I was ready for unofficial lineup. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't quite prepared yet. So, but now we got it. It must be awesome to have, yeah, you know, you're touring with your friends. and They're my lonely. homies. Yeah, totally. Best friends. Um, so in the documentary, you were itching towards the end of Warp Tour to take a little break, regroup. Um, I'm wondering if that's still your mindset or if you're all, you know, your batteries are recharged and you're ready to go out again. Um, you know, touring, it, it'll take the best. I mean, it'll, it'll take a toll on you. You'll start getting real tired, like... 
about two weeks in, and you'll wish it was over, and, uh, and then whenever it finally is over, you're like, I wish it would have never stopped. So uh, it's all, it's all, it's all kind of give and take, really. I mean, right, where I'm at right now, though, I'm just down for whatever. I'm just all about the adventure and all about having a good time and uh, just partying, meeting good people, you know? What are you doing when you're not on tour? Um, I'm traveling a lot. I like to travel, and I also like to stay in my hometown, Joplin, and I throw a lot of raves and uh, other events, and I have a little record label, too, on the side that I'm, like, signing some local artists to, and uh, I stay really busy. You know, I like, I like being busy, so... Is it, um, it's got to be beneficial kind of knowing the business side of that when applying to, you know, Never Shot Never and what mm-hmm. you're doing with your side projects and stuff? Yeah, like all the, all the artists that we're signing to Loveway Records is, uh, they're all going to be like signed with the kind of the, the exact same deal that I signed with to Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, because we got a really nice deal and uh, it's, I don't know, it's just a really nice deal. So <laughs> um, we're going to try to redo that with every artist that signs. That's awesome. Do you want to tell us about any of the bands that you're excited about? Yeah. um, I got these these guys, Remnants. They're like a metalcore band. And then uh, I got my boy, Friendly Quinley, who's like a a rapper, DJ sort of style. It's real cool. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I got this other group, Gonzo, that I'm in that I've been making like um, electro house sort of stuff with. And... uh, I mean, I I like it all. We have a lot of we have a lot of stuff lined up. So that's awesome. Yeah. So how do you keep when you are on the road? How do you keep from getting burned out? Um. Just keeping a positive attitude, you know, because it really comes down to whether you're on the road or just living your life or going to work or whatever. It's like if you have a smile on your face and positive about everything, then you're gonna be fine. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't feel like work. It feels like fun. Everything feels fun. You know? I know. How do you keep yourself so optimistic? I mean, you're you're so positive. You try to be really positive, and everybody has bad days, right? But um, I guess where did you kind of come in contact with like spirituality, and in a way that you can change your mindset when you're maybe well, feeling down? I realized that the lower the lows, the higher the highs. You know, and uh, pretty much as sad as you can get, the sadder you can get the happier you can get, really. You know what I mean? Long and short define each other, and happy and sad depend on each other, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's got to be good for the creative process, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, being super happy to write something, well, you're, super sad. Whenever you're at peace, you know, creating, then you, uh, you're you more open to really all emotions of the universe, you know? You're... you're you're one with everything, you know, and you can you can capture from everything instead of just capturing from your self. I mean, really, your own ideas, you know. Mm-hmm. It's you're not whenever you're not attached to your own ideas, then you're open to the universe and really everything that has to offer for you, you know. Now you said before that um, you haven't always felt so deserving of success where you are in your life right now and how things are going, are you feeling a little bit more at peace with that and welcoming of more success to come? Definitely. I mean, I think that everyone should be open to success, you know, and everyone should be excited about what they enjoy, you know, and if art is what you enjoy, then keep doing that, you know, and uh, be open to being successful because that's what will get you there is being open to the idea of it. You have to, like, think it's possible, right? Yeah. It's like... 
fake it till you make it kind of exactly kind of thing. Yeah. Um, you've also said that being a musician is kind of like an ageless lifestyle, you know. Um, and I'm wondering if at any point having friends that maybe have taken more traditional routes and paths in life, have you ever felt like you missed out on any kind of like touchstones that some of your other friends have had or you know ever kind of make up like I don't a, know a different I, path I have a lot mind. of really crazy stories so I I always have those to bring to the table like I'll go to you know old parties like from high school you know where people will throw parties and it'll be all the people from high school you know and I'll show up and I'll always bring all the favors to you and I'll have a I'll bring the party pretty much and uh and everybody will just be stoked, you know? And mm -hmm. I'll have a bunch of stories to tell. And I don't feel like I missed out on anything. I feel like I, you know, did what I needed to do. I just followed my destiny. And I feel like everyone has a destiny. They just have to become, become the destiny, right. you know? They just have to accept it and um, surrender to it. Cool. So Never Shout Never, new music. When can fans maybe expect to hear some? Um, well, we got a bunch of new music. We don't have it recorded yet. But uh, it should be recorded soon. I think we're we're shooting for recording it in May out this summer, and uh, it's just real good vibe kind of music. Because uh, last record it was time travel, and it's a little more like psychedelic, experimental, and uh, we just had to get that out of our systems. And uh, we're gonna get back to that feel good shit though. It's so. like college. Yeah, exactly. You it's know. your college. Exactly. You got mm -hmm. it. Experimental. You no, know it's up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm picking up what you're putting down. Um, so this one, are, are there any kind of, uh, life themes that you can talk about? I know you were saying that you went through a breakup, you know, a couple, couple of years, right? A little bit back that affected the songs. I mean, yeah. are we in a place, like what kind of things are affecting you now that are like really sparking the creative process? I think just the idea of, um, happiness and, um, the idea of, of not trying to fight life, you know, just accepting it for what it is and rolling with it. I think that's where my mindset is now and that's where my songs are at now is just kind of, you know, even if these songs do sound a little cheesy, you know what I mean? It's like, it's okay because, because it makes me feel good, mm -hmm. you know? And that's what life's all about is feeling good. No one died from being cheesy. Exactly. Well, people that have died from of. eating too much cheese. Don't eat That's too true. much cheese, people. Stop the cheese. <laughs> all right? No more Taco Bell. No more KFC. No more of that shit, all right? No more fast food. <laughs> Don't eat it. <laughs> it's like that pink slime. You know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and so can you also tell me a little bit about, you mentioned Gonzo mm -hmm. before, but you've got, you know, a couple split personalities musically, right? Mm -hmm. You're into a lot of different things and are able to compartmentalize into different things. So mm -hmm. why don't you tell me about the other... You, tell me a little bit more about Gonzo and tell me a little bit about Eat Me While I'm Hot. All right. Um, this is the fun stuff. This is kind of what I do in my spare time. Never Shout's kind of like the, the center point for it all, but then on the side I got a record label and then I also have Gonzo, which is like an electro house kind of dubstep sort of thing. And that's really fun. We throw events and raves with that. And, uh, and then I have this metal band, Eat Me While I'm Hot, which is pretty cool. And it's, uh, we just put out a new record called Mushroom. And uh, it's, uh, it's pretty cool. It's heavy as f do Do either of those bands have any influence over Never Shot Never? Or are you pretty, pretty much able to keep they all the kind food of separated? They all the kind plate, of blend you know? together, actually. Like, we'll put, like, secret messages in our side projects and stuff. And, Ooh, like, Easter eggs. Yeah, we, like... We, like 
intertwining a lot of like secret secret stuff that you have to really listen for. So interesting. Are the prizes? Yeah, it all intertwines. It's all really creepy if you actually like look into it, though. Cool. Yeah. Well, I don't know if any of you guys have questions for Christopher. Hmm. Or not? No. Uh, well. What's up, dude? Yeah. Will, uh, he, I, oh, I, just to reiterate, he asked, uh, how did you get involved in dubstep? Will, I, I, I got a little fancy for it a couple years back and was listening to it whenever it first started blowing up, and I was like, what is this stuff? It's so cool. And then I, I went to this rave, uh, Together as One, out here in L.A. Yeah, I went to that like two years ago. And uh, from that moment, I realized that I was like, I have to make electronic music. You know, like, that's just, it's so much fun. I want to be able to provide people with that experience that I just had, you know? So, uh, a bunch of, bunch of fun stuff, you know? Um, really, electronic music to me, though, is, is really just party music. And it's also, it's also kind of spiritual, too, because it's mostly instrumental. And that's what I like, is the instrumental vibe about it. Um, so, yeah. Awesome. You with the hair. It just to repeat so everybody can hear, is Eat Me While I'm Hot ever going to tour? Yeah, we plan on it. Um I don't really know exactly when. I think we're trying to book a tour for June of this year. Tour on the new record, Mushroom. Uh it's gonna be heavy. We're doing like a three piece with Eat Me While I'm Hot now too, so it's like I'm shredding on the guitar and screaming and uh Hayden or Hayden's on the drums. Taylor's on the bass, so it's the exact same lineup as Never Shot Never. It's really hilarious. We're going to look so ridiculous. <laughs> I'm going to be shredding up there. <laughs> you just wait. <laughs> you in the room? Question was, how would you suggest to get started as an acoustic guitar group? Um, what I did is I started learning covers first. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the honest truth, you know, as I started learning a lot of covers and then from there I just started out on my own and from there just started playing open mic nights, um any show I could get on and then eventually brought me here, you know. You just got to keep working and stay steady and uh every day, you know what I mean? Every day just do, do something, you know. Right in the front. Okay, the question's what inspires you the most to make and put out music? I think just uh people, really. I mean, my family, my friends, you guys. I mean, every uh, people in general, I feel like music is something that can connect people and make us tap into emotions that we didn't know we had, you know? And uh that's that's really it is is I do it for myself and I do it for everyone else. You Are know? you a people watcher? Yes, yes. Where are I, I, your favorite places to watch people? Um, I've actually been, we've been doing it on the beach. We've been coming down here. We've actually been here for about a week now, mm -hmm. just partying our asses off. And uh, say what? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> and uh, I like I like people watching everywhere. Yeah. The mall's kind of fun, too. Malls are great. I just, Airports, oh, I don't like going to the malls. Stores. Malls are just awkward. Yeah. Yeah, sure. The, yeah. the girl in the turquoise? Oh, what, when's your next concert? Which I, is a great question because um, I think you have um, some spring tour. Plans, yeah, I think we're right? I think we're doing we're doing like this little uh, like a small acoustic tour um, in uh, April, late April, April twenty twentieth, <laughs> April twenty seventh. 
That's the that's the Anaheim date or the other chain reaction twenty seven. Twenty eight? Oh, two nights. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Be there. <laughs> Yeah, I think, what is it, about four 27, weeks? 28, chain reaction. Yeah. It'll be great. It Very be cool. Okay, we can do a couple more. How about over here, Red? Oh, what's your favorite mm. lyric you've ever written? Um, interesting. I got to think about that one. There, That's there's a good just so one. many I have to sort. <sighs> I feel like I should play the Jeopardy theme or something. That's probably not helpful. I don't know if I have a favorite, but I'll name one of my favorites. Um, I really like the song On the Bright Side. It's stuck with me for a really long time. I, I just like that whole song. The lyrics in that song are really nice for me. Do you have a setup for when you're writing? Like, do you have any kind of rituals or no. romances? No. It, it's, all, it's all moment. It all changes cool. with each song. How about the last one will be the little girl in the striped t-shirt with a heart on it. <laughs> Say what? Favorite Who's your artist? favorite artist? Okay. Uh, Great question. I'd have to say Sebastian Bach. Yeah. Skid Row. Yeah. Awesome. Beatles are cool too. Well, thank you guys so See much. See you next time, guys. I love you all very much. I appreciate, I appreciate this whole experience. This has been really fucking awesome. I'm not afraid to say it. It's been fucking awesome. Thanks very much, everybody.